Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. All right, Inspiring People and Places, this is BJ Kramer, with our 102nd episode last week, we released the the episode. I got to sit down with our founder, Michael Furman, and talk through kind of this the starting years of MCFA and and how we've evolved. And I think one we're we're rearranging a bunch of interviews due to vacation schedules, and I was asked to to do a, a solo episode. So you're on with me, and because the Michael the Michael Furman founding story was last week. I, I thought I'd talk about one, how how we started off on a path together once I became an owner, and then two, where we are today as a company. And in both times I've used EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system, as a framework to get us on the same page as a leadership team. When I when I took over as president of MCFA, it was obvious to me that Michael and I needed to be on the same page. And, and while many conversations lead you to get along with somebody and make the decision that, hey, I can, I can go into business with this person, or in Michael's case, hey, I can, I can start transitioning my business over to this person. You still need a framework to work through like, hey, how do we hold each other accountable? And how do we, how do we be open and honest about things that are, you know, harder to talk about. So we used entrepreneurial operating system. I found the framework to be the best framework, the the simplest and clearest, and in some ways, fundamental framework for just aligning visions, talking about vision and getting people on the same page. So that's what we did in 2018, 2019 timeframe. Really, we, we, and we, we committed to it regularly every quarter, sitting down as a group with a facilitator to look at, hey, what do we need to work on as a business to continuously improve the business? And, and prioritizing the many you know, good ideas or not so good ideas, the issues, how do, we, how do we improve a system here or a process there or a technology here or prioritize a hire there? So that's what we did all the way up into, until COVID. COVID was, you know, a bit of a, a adapt and overcome. And, and we actually went on the backside of COVID into a very busy growth period that had to do, I think, a lot with the foundation that we had set in EOS and the vision that we had set. And then coming out of COVID, being able to hit the ground running. And now here we are, summer of 2023. And I recently re-engaged a facilitator from EOS to help us get a leadership team that's cohesively together, working together on a vision. Uh, with that, I brought in a Mike Ellicott, who has been a guest on the on the podcast. And we brought in our leadership team. And we, we started at the basics of what most people call an org chart. EOS refers to as an accountability chart. And the, the company is doing great. Right. And some people could look at me and be like, why are, why are you trying to change things when the company is doing so well right now? And the answer is the time to invest in 
and prepare for growth is not when you're when you're too late. It's before it's too late. So I believe that we are getting ready to hit our capacity as a company. And therefore, we need to invest in infrastructure. And that is that infrastructure may be technology, that infrastructure may be processes, that infrastructure may be vendors, that infrastructure is definitely leaders and people because the more work that we bring in, the more people we're going to need. And people at the caliber that we need to continue our growth and to continue our reputation, those people don't grow on trees. And they don't come to work for a small business on, you know, after one recruiting call. It requires a courtship process. So here's the line I keep telling our team. What got us here won't get us there. What got us here won't get us there. And this, this is probably the number one thing holding most businesses or people back is we get comfortable with our role, even if it's hectic, even if it's chaotic, we get comfortable being in control of decisions. And there was a point in time where nothing at MCFA happened without me either approving it or knowing it was happening. And in order to grow with the many things that go on in a 50-person, 50-employee organization that is spread out on you know, at least 25, maybe more client sites on any given day, you can't be in control of everything and you can't have a pulse on everything. So you have to start putting leadership, that's human beings, and systems in place to ensure that no mega risk goes unwatched or unchecked over a period of time. And so I've, I've kind of delegated out a, a few different areas. We, we brought in a fractional chief marketing officer in that handle. We brought in our director of talent uh, development and recruitment. I think we're just calling him director of talent now, Jesse Gemberling Johnson, because there's, there's been opportunity laying on the floor inside of our company. And you've probably heard me use that terminology before. And it's like, Man, we've got a lot of good ideas. Man, I think all of these these ideas can can be game changers. How are we going to do them all? And back when you're a scrappy small business trying to you know make a margin or make a profit or or live or survive day to day, you have good ideas, but you don't have the time or the people to execute. And you're worried about you know the crises of the day or maybe the crises of the yesterday or the customer that might have a crisis tomorrow. The further you can remove yourself from the crises, the more you can start looking down on the business from a strategic standpoint and say, oh, what? Instead of me thinking about how am I going to do this, the question really is who is going to do this? Because I am not the best proposal writer in the world, not the best marketing brain in the world, especially when it comes to marketing operations and marketing systems. So how can I teach or train or build a system that others can can start to implement if I'm not the best at it? So who do you do? What do you do? 
call up Matt Handel, who's the best person I knew, and say, hey, do you know anybody or would you be interested? Which is a recruiting tech, by the way, for you know, a little gift to everybody listening. Go to the people that you would like to hire with the question, do you know anybody that would be interested in this? So Matt joined us, Jesse joined us, and the the three key leaders that that set out, you know, five years ago, BJ Kramer, me, Brian Peeplo, and Michael Furman were we're all still part of this. Jesse and Matt are new to the organization. They're new to the team. They're, you know, we've never worked together before. So they've both been around for about a year and it, it felt like it was time for us to all get in the same room. And the thing I said to Michael Furman just today was the facilitator and the system, EOS that is, and I don't care what the operating system is, is really just a mirror standing at the front of the room saying, hey, best practices say you should be aligned around these things. And I'm not here to tell you you are or are not. I'm not here to tell you you are red, amber, or green on these things. I'm just here to show you the mirror so that you can look at yourself and say, do you have these things in place that a healthy, sustainable, scalable business has in place? And the answer is Kinda, but mm, I guess we could be stronger there, or I guess we could be more on the same page here, or and all these things start to come out, and and it it creates this forum where everybody's and and everybody on our team is passionate about what we're doing. They they love they love the work that we do. They love the employees that we have. They love the impact that we get to make. I love being a part of the culture that we're we're building, and they're certainly a part of helping us build that. But like Michael and I in 2017, where it was like, hey, we're in the same book. I think we're in the same chapter, but we really need to be on the same page. And I think if we have somebody else telling us what, you know, hey, fill out this page individually and then we come back and compare notes it's like oh you don't you don't agree with that well i don't agree with that why do you think we need a core value called fun well because you know i think that's that's what makes us who we are and i think it makes it a more attractive place to work and i'd want to work at a fun place hey, you know what i agree with you fun i was thinking fun was competitiveness because i love the chase and I love the excitement of the work and I get passionate about when we win a new client and yeah, let's call it fun. So that's that's what I am talking to you about. EOS is essentially the framework we use. We're getting the team on the same page. But the big thing that the mirror is showing me is what got us here won't get us there. And we used to have a saying at MCFA because Michael was a huge Penn State fan and Joe Paterno loved recruiting linebackers. And linebackers are those professionals that, hey, yes, I can take out the trash. Yes, I can present at a meeting. Yes, I can do some business development and sales. Yes, I could write a proposal. Yes, I could write a deliverable. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. We can, we can do anything. And linebackers have this 
ability to be really good, maybe even excellent across the board. But in order to take our next leap in growth, we can't be excellent across the board. We have to have people in their zone of genius because the span of control is becoming too big for even a small team to manage. So like I said, at 17 people, there was nothing that happened in the business that I didn't know about or wasn't making the decision on. At 50 people, we've grown from that. I've grown out of that. It's it's not a micromanagement. I think it's a risk management mentality. I've always been empower people, but you know, continue to check. And now you have to continuously remove yourself. The hard part is that in small business, everybody also knows that revenue depends on us being on projects and being billable and, and having client work. And changing that mentality is, is really, really hard. Because when you tell people you, you got to change, it's like, well, this is, this is what we've always said was the most important stuff. It's, it's, it is really important. It's why we need to hire the best employees we can find and train them and, and reward them, review them, give them career advancing opportunities, give them promotions. We have to continue to execute the work we have. But if, if we are all worried about the project today, who's worried about the improvements of the company tomorrow? And even if we say, 50% of my time is going to be project work and 50% is going to be improving the company. Improving the company takes a ton of work and that takes a ton of time. So we can either do it, 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 we can get there faster by, hey, hiring new people to do the work while we work on the, the, on the business stuff. Or, hey, I really love the in the business stuff. I want to hire I want to hire an A player that could do this job better than me. And that's, that is the like, some people call it scarcity versus abundance mentality. I think it's just human nature. It, it, it's these conflicts between, you know, I think it's a proverb, look before you leap or he who hesitates is lost. It's like, it's this dichotomous thinking and it's, it, I think that that goes back to like, hey, risk reward. If if I let go of this and we make a mistake, can the whole can the whole house of cards come down? And we really don't have that situation. We have a ton of really talented project managers. We're trying our best to train and mentor them and expose them to different scenarios and different responsibility levels because the number one training is not what I can teach in a classroom or what we can outsource to, to a training program. The number one training is experience, but that experience is only as good as the feedback that we're getting in a safe environment that allows somebody to feel like, hey, well, I did make a mistake there. I, it, it's not catastrophic. I'm going to learn from it. And then we move on. And Unless you get those repetitions in, you can never grow individually. And if a company doesn't allow people to get those repetitions and allow them to grow individually, then they're going to go somewhere else and you're always going to stay the status quo. So long story short, we are a quarter into our EOS session. 
And the good news is we have an agreed upon vision. And for whatever reason, I think it was just a round number at one point in time. We had we had a dollar amount top line. But everybody in the room agreed and and realized like that's just not and it's not who we are, right? It it doesn't it it doesn't the number didn't represent any level of impact. So the new big hairy audacious goal goal heard here for the first time in public is MCFA will train, develop, recruit. And let me, I, I, I haven't written this yet. I just know that at the end of the day, 10 years from now, we are going to have brought 1,000 project leaders into organizations where they are helping make an impact on the projects that we touch. And the vast majority of the projects we touch are in the built environment. Inside that built environment, we've we've supported real estate developers and public agencies, port authorities, military installations. And I, who knows, VA medical centers, who knows, uh, turnpike authority, transportation authorities, utility, utility organizations, who knows where else we will continue to grow horizontally. But at the very core of who we are and what we do, everything comes down to human beings that can go out and lead projects, not just project managers with a PMP, but truly leading projects. And I think the definition of leading is, is really adding the human element to it, adding the, the forward-looking element to it, and adding the impact element to it, which is when we work on a project, we don't just get to execute the project, we get to impact the organization that we're working for. Inspiring People in Places is brought to you by MCFA. MCFA is a CVE verified, service disabled, veteran owned small business. At MCFA, our why is to inspire people in places through project leadership. We provide planning, strategy, program management, and construction management support services to a wide variety of public and private sector clients. That's what I'm going to leave you with because our podcast is more about leadership than it is about infrastructure or energy or the AEC industry. It's about leadership and how can we impact the organizations we work for, the organizations we work with, and all of the people we get to touch through that process. So what got you here won't get you there. Don't get stuck fighting between look before you leap and he who hesitates is lost. You've got to be diligent in the risks you take, but you also have to be committed to the paths that you decide on. And if what we're talking about is inspiring to you and you'd be interested in, in understanding our project leadership process or helping us build it, we are not a perfect organization. We're continuously improving, as I've said. We'd love to talk. We are actually in the middle of our SkillBridge cohort for the DoD to AEC program we're, we're launching. have had a number of phenomenal interviews with some extremely talented people that are exiting our military. If you're not aware of that, get in touch with Jesse Gemberling Johnson. He can give you more information. We're excited to, to bring in our first cohort who will be part of our, our thousand project leaders in the industry. So. I will put some 
put some resources in the show notes. But at the end of the day, I, I will leave you with a book, Greater Than Yourself, which is really the whole thing about what got us here won't get us there. Look around your organization and who can you be intentionally mentoring to make them better than you were without fear? Like, because if, if we're all growing an organization, we're all going to grow together. And you being better than me at the job I just had only helps everybody. And usually when you're, when you're juggling too many jobs, somebody just juggling one of those jobs is going to do a better job. And that's nothing but good news. So the business mind of that is how do you, how do you invest in all of the needs? You can't, right? You have, to, you have to triage them. You have to have a sounding board. You have to wrestle over you know, what, what does right look like at this point in time? And then make the investment and execute it as hard as you can, as best as you can, and then evaluate. So don't let fear hold you back. What got you here won't get you there. And last, leaders, we, and, and this is me, get to look in the mirror and, and really it starts with us. Or, or is it our vision or our capacity or our communication or our style that's holding back the team from seeing that. And I, that's what I'm evaluating right now. What part, of, what part of my behaviors may be sending the wrong message? Or is it just we, are all, we, we all finally got to a point where, hey, we're winning together. This feels good. Trying to continue to grow seems hard. And we don't know, we don't know where to start. Well, you, you start with a conversation. So that's all I got for today. Hope everybody's having a great summer. We will be back probably next week with back to, back to interviews. In the meantime, connect with me, LinkedIn, shoot me an email and look forward to connecting soon. Thanks so much for listening. A hundred podcasts in, it feels pretty good to hit that, hit that milestone. It, it has been a lot of work behind the scenes by our team. So I do want to give a shout out to everybody that's been involved from Erica and CJ and Mike Stedman. And then from my team, Matt, Matt Handel, Emma, Lisa, and to all of our guests that have been phenomenal at both coming on the show, interviewing with us, sharing their story, and then helping us share the message. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week. Hey everybody. If you're enjoying this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants and all your friends and family in the AEC space. Be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch with us and learn about all of the projects and clients we're helping. Last but not least, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Do us a favor. Take a look at what jobs we have open. Contact us through our website or connect with me on LinkedIn. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend.